Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Impossible Until Possible, with your host, Ryan Luke. I wanted today to talk more about this buy-to-service accommodation strategy. Uh, It's a wonderful strategy, and today I'm going to dive into how I've done it and how you can also do it and how the whole process works. As always, before we dive in, the episode is sponsored by IPRAC and the Luke Stays Academy. If you haven't checked those out yet, dive into the show notes and you'll find the links. So... Buy to SA is effectively the same as buying a buy to let property. So effectively, we're buying a property, and uh, how we buy it really depends on you know the liquidity that you have around you. So at the beginning, uh, you want to execute the the BRR strategy, the buy refurbish refinance strategy. Uh, it helps you basically. In a nutshell, what you're going to do there is you're going to buy a property that's discounted because of its condition. So let's just say for argument's sake, it's £100,000 valuation as a a done-up property, a modern property. However, because it's in poor condition, you might be able to get that property for £60,000, £65,000. It might need... 10, 15,000 pounds worth of work. So by the end of it, including all your costs, you're going to be stood somewhere around the 80,000 all in. You'll get it refinanced for 100,000 and typically on a 75% mortgage. And then that's going to release 75% equity back to you. So you'll only have about 5,000 tied up in that deal. And then obviously you run that as serviced accommodation. And as we know with serviced accommodation, the net profit per month on owned units uh, can be north of a thousand pounds a month and therefore it's only going to take you you know maybe five to nine months to actually recoup that profit uh, or sorry recoup that investment and then effectively you've put no money into that deal at that point and you own an asset which has got 25 percent equity in it and ongoing you're going to get the cash flow and that's why it's a fantastic strategy so that's how you start as you build up your cash pot and um, you've got a bit more liquidity around you you obviously don't want money just sat in the bank doing nothing so sometimes you might take on um, you know a deal whereby you're just going to buy the property outright it could be you know a modern property that's already done Um, you know I'm currently buying say a block of flats they're already done and um, there's nothing to be done to them when we take them over. Uh, naturally, we're paying the market value for that, and the deposit is going to be, obviously, the investment that will go into that deal, but there's going to be no refinance, so therefore, there's nothing to get that money back quick, so we will have to bring that deposit back out over the trade and revenue. However, from day one, we have 25% equity in that building. So it just depends where you're at as an investor, and how much liquidity you've got around you as to what buying strategy you're going to implement. However, um, you know, for me, the BRR is still always a focus for me. I want to leave as much money in these deals as possible and I want it out as quick as possible. So, you know, we're always on the hunt for do-it-uppers, as we call them, um, properties that need, you know, you don't want to be doing big refurbs, you know, new kitchens, new bathrooms, um, carpets decoration. If you can find a property like that with maybe anywhere from 10 to 20% discount off the market value and you keep your refurbishment costs, you know, tight, then... It's also about the speed that you're doing it as well. You know, when you're doing these BRRs, you know, things are taking a bit longer now. So typically I will take a bridging loan out 
to fund the initial purchase, you'll have to put a 30% into the bridge and loan. So that money goes in and the bridge and loan is obviously um, a lot higher than a normal mortgage. So you want to get off that as quick as possible. Um, before COVID, I could do it in like probably 10 to 14 weeks. That's from taking keys to actually refinancing. Now it's taking much longer. You're looking at sort of six to nine months just with legals, land registry delays and, and everything else that's going on. So what you want to do though is um, you, you, you bridge it, or this is how I do it anyway, I bridge it and I put 30% deposit in and then we start the works. The works might cost us, you know, anywhere from 10 to 25K. We have, I have done bigger projects, but uh, my experience tells me to kind of stay away from them in the future. They take too long, they soak up a lot of cash and you're not always guaranteed of that extra extra uplift, uh, you know, extensions, things like that. And it, for me, it's just, it, it opens up a new kind of worms. I like the simple, just new kitchens, new bathrooms, carpets, decoration. And, you know, those refurbs can, you know, roughly take anything from, you know, 10 to 15 grand if you're really clever with it. Sometimes you might put, you know, depending on the size of the house, obviously, uh, you, might, you might push that more towards the 20, 25K if it's a bigger house but you know that type of money is um easy to find um or easy to to, to put out uh, once you've built your liquidity up and then we do the works as soon as we've done the works i normally about two weeks before uh, we're actually complete i'll start the remortgage process because i know that by the time the paperwork's gone in we've paid the valuation fee the value has called us they'll be ready to come out pretty much the day that we're finishing. I've even had values come out when we've not been finished and, you know, but they can see in the main that, okay, there's everything but just that to go in or there's everything but just that wall to be painted. So we're near the end of the project and there's no harm in that. We've never been downvalued because of that. And it just kind of speeds up because for me, every day that ticks by on that bridge and loan, I'm paying more and more interest. So I need to get off that as quick as possible. Plus I want the money back in the bank account so we can buy the next project. So we will start the process, um, sort of two weeks before, uh, get the value out. Obviously, then we go into just the solicitors and valuation. The valuation, hopefully, fingers crossed, comes back as we initially projected at the beginning before we even purchased the property. Uh, the money is in the purchasing. You know, if you purchase right, you will not get your money stuck. If you purchase wrong or you get your uplift projection wrong, then you're going to get money stuck and it could be the, you know, it really slows your, pro your, your progress down on this front. So, once that washes its way through, it can take, you know, as I said, three to four months with solicitors and land registries these days. We then obviously get the funds paid back off the lender, you know, typically, you know, a specialist service accommodation lender. There's there's more and more of them coming to the market now, which is great. Uh, they're starting to recognize that is a this is a strategy just like HMOs, you know, has built its sort of self up. SA is now doing the same. More and more lenders know they want to get involved in it because more and more landlords want to get involved in it. So um, you will pay probably about 1% more on an APR um, than a standard buy-to-let mortgage. But we do that. We then get the money. The solicitor then receives the money. Um, we then pay off the bridge and loan, which is obviously the purchase price at 70%. So 70% of the purchase price goes back to the bridge and loan. And then the rest of the money comes to me. Now, depending on how we've done the deal, uh, in terms of how good our numbers have been, how tight the refurb, we should be able to get nigh on all of our money back in that excess bit. So, you know, with a bit of with a bit of luck, the 30% deposit I put in the bridging loan plus the refurb costs and that, that extra money that comes in from the solicitor goes into my bank account and that's what I've then got to play with again. 
So that for me is a great strategy and something I've done over and over again and continue to do so um, and we'll be doing more of it this year um, and, and ongoing really. I think just the type of property I'm buying is changing. At the beginning I was buying a lot cheaper properties because ultimately the pot wasn't as big. So, you know, smaller one and two bed apartments was, was typically what I bought or little two bed terraced houses. Uh, whereas now I'm looking at, you know, bigger stuff because I feel like the four, five and six beds work better for serviced accommodation. Uh, certainly in our portfolio where we operate. And I know there's a bigger investment for those because typically those house prices are more, but the returns are good. And if we can get a, you know, if we can get a good one, then, um, you know, they work really well. I mean, I bought a five bed, um, three story townhouse back in 2020, I think it was. Um, and, you know, I got that at a decent rate because obviously it wasn't um, it wasn't up to scratch in terms of the standard and had a bit of a motivated seller as well. And then um, we managed to get a great refinance on that. We didn't need to actually spend that much money on it to glam it up and make it look like we'd spent. And that's the good thing with this as well. You know, a valuer is only based on their perception of what's being done. You do need to supply, um, you know, invoices and things like that to the lenders. Uh, they, they do request more and more information. But um, you can typically work on every pound you put in, you're likely to get about three or four pound back as an uplift. So, you know, if you're spending 10 grand, you'd like to think that they're going to uplift it somewhere around 25 to 35 grand. So that's not a bad rule of thumb, but it doesn't always play out that way. You know, at the end of the day, if you've bought it uh, at a market value and then you spend, you know, 10 grand on it, they're not going to give you a further 30 grand. It has to also fall in line with what the market is. Because at the end of the day, they look at the risk of if you default on that property, how can they sell it? What price do they need to sell it at? And ultimately, that's where they'll price it. Unfortunately, in the buy to let game, um, they will value it less than probably what you could sell it for on the open market uh, because they always look at a quick sale, a quick fire sale, which is typically an auction house, what, what they get it and what an investor would pay for it. So you've got to you know take the market value figure with, I, I normally run at about 90, 95% of that figure and then see if it stacks. And if it does, you know, invest, Put it together and um you know even if you haven't got the funds uh, right now you know the 10 grand the 20 grand the deposits all that sort of stuff if you find good deals there's plenty of investors out there who have got the money and you can join venture with or that they will go into partnership with you or they may just lend you the money for a, an interest you know you can just pay them an interest at the end of the project or you can pay them monthly uh, like i do so there's various ways and means to fund these deals, even if you haven't got the funds. The main thing is finding a good deal, and there's plenty of them out there. It has been a bit scarce the last few years with the property prices going so high and things like that, but the last sort of four to five months has been some good deals creeping back out into the market. Uh, we've got a lot of motivated landlords right now wanting to offload portfolios, um, You know, mortgage rates going up. We've got a lot of sellers uh, coming back into the market, even your, your typical homeowner just can't afford them anymore and just wants to come out. You know, there's there's loads of reasons now that are creating the good deals again, and they are out there. You just need to be, you know, jumping on, you know, right move, Zooplers, um, having a look on all the other channels and just speaking to estate agents and finding out if they've got any 
properties that need projects doing to them and they'll send you some through or you'll find them on uh, it's quite easy to find them on on the portals because you know you can clearly see from the pictures what looks modern and what doesn't look modern as i've said a million times i kind of think of my granny's house when i was a kid you know green carpets um brown sort of kitchens and bathrooms and you know just really horrible looking things which you know was quite modern back then and you know i'm sure in sort of 50 years time our kids will be doing the same and looking back at the stuff we've put up now thinking it looks good and thinking what the hell was that but uh, that's how the world works and that's how time moves on so in the main great strategy uh, I would definitely, 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 um, you know, get stuck into it. It's a much more of a slow burner than rent to rent. Obviously, we can go and rent five properties next week and we can get them set up the week after. This is a bit more of a longer winded process, but you are building up an equity portfolio. And the great thing about buy to service accommodation is the profit margin is much, much bigger, probably, um, probably three times bigger than rent to rent on a monthly basis. Um, because obviously you're paying a mortgage versus a rent. Again, area dependent. I know obviously like London, you know, mortgages are, are going to be very, very high. But, you know, typically where, where I operate and where I buy my stock in the northeast of England, um, it works very well. And, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of these type of uh, opportunities out there for you to grasp. Hope it helps. As always, please, please, please subscribe. It really does help the algorithms and share it to all your friends and family. Again, it's much appreciated and we'll be back next week.